Hey guys, JC Rangel here, and in this episode, we're gonna talk about the 10 attributes of a quitter. All right, welcome back. We're gonna keep it short and sweet, but I'm gonna go down the list of 10 attributes of a quitter, that way you know, and you could identify, hey, listen, am I doing some of these things, right? Am I acting like a quitter? Because if you are doing some or all of these things, you are on your way to being a quitter, and you don't wanna be a quitter. You want to be a winner. You want to be somebody that doesn't quit. You want to win in life. Don't do these things. Let's get it going. So attribute number one of a quitter is somebody that plays a victim. This is somebody that doesn't take responsibility. A victim does not take responsibility. They're always pointing the finger. Here are the attributes of a victim. You may have heard me say these before. Blame, complain, and justify. The victim goes out there and blames other people. Oh, it's not my fault, it's his fault. And let me tell you why it's that person's fault. Let me tell you why it's the economy's fault, the company's fault, the training's fault, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They are constantly in victim mode, right? They're always complaining. There's some people that when the phone rings, I'm like, man, I don't want to talk to this person. Or there's some people that, let's say there's a problem to be had, to be solved. I know that when I talk to them, here's a problem that we've got to solve. Boom, boom, boom. Here's what I'm going to hear back. Oh. Man, and, and then they're loathing on it, right? They're, they're like, oh my God. And they're, I'm like, I literally had a call like this today. There's no BS. I had a guy like that and I said to him, hey man, I've got five minutes for this call. There's some problems that we're going to talk about on one of your files. I don't got time to complain about it. I don't got time for you to complain about it. I've got time for me to tell you what has to happen, give you the game plan for what we got to do, and then move forward because I've got five minutes for this call. Literally, I have to say that to this guy from now on. Because whenever there's something like that, oh, man. And then he even paused for a little while, almost like, dude, it's, it, it is what it is, right? Remove the emotion. If this is what it is and you can't change it, let's remove the emotion behind it and go do what we got to do because we got to do it anyways, whether you complain or not. So attribute number one is that they're a victim role. They're always blaming other people. Then they complain about everything and then they justify. Oh, you know what? Uh, I'd rather be happy than rich. Uh, you know, money isn't everything. They do all these other BS, right? So anyways, they constantly play the victim role. And the funny thing about victims is that it's never their fault. It's always somebody else's fault. They're never going to go out there and say, "Let me, hey, my bad, that's on me. I take responsibility, that's on me. They're never going to say that. Just is what it is. Attribute number two, lack of commitment. I got people all the time in my solar business, and we do trainings every Monday, and we do trainings every Tuesday. Literally today, I had somebody text me. I have a CRM and I get notifications to my cell phone when somebody opts out of the CRM or when they reply back. And this person replies, stop. So I text this individual directly and I said, hey, do you want me to take you off the CRM list? <coughs> this person says, yes, I'm quitting. I said, hey, good luck to you, right? Hope this person does well with whatever they do. I say, hey, no problem. Good luck to you. Here's a funny part. I've had conversations with this individual on several occasions. And I would say, let me ask you this. You're complaining about this and you're complaining about that. How come I never see you on the trainings on Monday or Tuesdays? We do trainings every single Monday and Tuesday. This person lives very local to my office. We have office meetings every single Monday at 11 a.m. Never make it to the meetings. But yet they claim that they want to be successful. They go to a training from time to time, they get excited. They claim how they're going to go conquer the world, but they don't show up to trainings. They're not coachable, right? They don't show up to trainings. They're not committed. That's one of the attributes of people that quit. 
they are not committed. They're not gonna show up to the trainings. They're gonna make every excuse in the book of why they can't do it, why they can't attend, why they can't do this, why they're not so committed. So if you are not very committed and you're not investing the time, investing the effort into getting better at that subject matter, at that business that you are currently in, you're probably not gonna be around that long. It's just the truth. Number three, this is a simple one. They're constantly making excuses. Hey, why are you late? Oh, it's because of this, because of the traffic. Right, how come you didn't show up? Oh, it's because of this, because of how come you didn't prospect? How come you didn't do this? Blah, blah, blah. They're always making excuses. Don't make excuses. Here's what I learned from a mentor a long time ago. All excuses are equal. You either do or you do not, and you did not. I could care less about your excuses, especially when you constantly have excuses, because there's a bottom line. There, your reputation will precede you, right? There's some people on my, in my organization that I know, oh, so-and-so said he's going to do this. Consider it done. It's a wrap. It's going to get done. This other person said they're going to do five sales this month. Put them down for maybe one. Ah, it's just fluff. Then they're, gonna, then they're not going to make the sales, and they're going to come back and make every excuse under the sun as to why they didn't achieve it. Don't make excuses. Winners don't make excuses. They take 100% responsibility. That's one of the things I missed earlier. A victim blames, complains, and justifies. You know what a winner does? They take 100% responsibility for everything every time. A leader takes 100% responsibility for when things go bad and at best 30 to 40% credit when things go good. Even when all of the credit is due to the leader. That's a little bonus tip for you. Number four, they're uncoachable. They're not coachable. You can tell them this, you can tell them that, and here's how I work with these people. I have a training where it's called the Motivation Pyramid. You may have seen this in the uh, Bulletproof Mindset episode. I went through the Motivation Pyramid. 27% are not motivatable. 60% are motivatable. They're constantly ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs. And so sometimes they're coachable, sometimes they're not. I work with them this way. I give them two opportunities. I they fall, they lose motivation. Very often it's because some of the things that we mentioned already, they're not showing up to training, they're not being consistent, they're not committed, et cetera, right? And I help them and I pick them up. Hey, let's talk about your goals. Remember why you started, right? What's going on? And I try to help them. I help them once. They fall again, I help them again. They fall a third time, they're on their own. You pick yourself up. Plug into the system, plug into the trainings. But I don't got time to keep picking people up when they're in the, they're in the middle of their pity party when they're in the middle of complaining and justifying and explaining why this time they didn't do it and this time they didn't do it. No, you didn't do it and that's it. You're always going to have excuses. You either put up or shut up. It's time to sink or swim, but I'm not picking you up anymore. And because they're uncoachable, they also have low self-esteem. And why do they have low self-esteem? Because of some of the things I mentioned earlier and some of the things that I'm going to mention moving forward. I'll give you one quick tip on it. The people that you surround, if you surround yourself with people with low self-esteem, you're probably going to have some low self-esteem. If you're not working on yourself, if you're not being committed, if you're not determined, if you're not a lot of these things that we're talking about this, that's going to contribute to your low self-esteem. Number six, they procrastinate. They procrastinate. There's a quote. Procrastination is a cornerstone of poverty. Procrastination is a cornerstone of poverty. I heard somebody say, I might butcher this. I heard somebody once say, yeah, there was, there was a group of procrastinators. They were going to start a group. It was going to be called the procrastinators group. And they decided to put it off till next year, <laughs> right? They're procrastinating again, right? The point is, 
I thought that joke was pretty good, right? But maybe you don't, right? But here's the deal. My buddy Jay's going to tell me that was a, a dad joke. <laughs> but it's not because a kid wouldn't understand that joke. But here's the deal. They procrastinate. Are you a procrastinator? Are you the kind of person that says, I'm going to do something and you, don't, you leave it till tomorrow? You leave it till next week? Are you the kind of person that says you're going to lose weight and it's December now and you say, I'll start in January? No, that's BS. Procrastinators, yeah, that's one of the biggest telltale signs of a quitter. It's a procrastinator. TNT, man, it doesn't only mean explosive. It means today, not tomorrow. Number seven, they have other people in their sphere of influence, in their friends that are also broke-minded people. Quitters hang out with other quitters. Quitters hang out with people with low self-esteem. Quitters hang out with others that aren't goal-driven. In other words, quitters hang out with people that are not winners. You as a winner and you want to be a winner, you got to take inventory. Who am I spending time with? Who am I surrounding myself with? Who should I stop surrounding myself with? There's energy givers and energy suckers. Okay, you're either giving energy or you're taking it away, right? Who you have around you will be a major indicator of where you're going to end up in the next five to 10 years. Who you hang out with, the books and audios and information like this that you take in, right, is going to determine where you're going to end up in the next five to 10 years. And let me tell you something, the next five to 10 years are going to come regardless. And time will either promote you or expose you. Number eight, they criticize people that are having success, especially after they quit. Even before they quit, here's one thing that you'll see them do. They gossip. They talk about other people that are having success. Instead of encouraging, instead of seeing them as an inspiration, instead of doing that, they talk. Here's one of the things I'm going to tell you in business, man. In your sales organization or your office or whatever the case may be, you're either going to participate in production or politics. What I mean by politics is gossip, talking negativity. In my organization, here's what I teach my organization. Negative things don't go down or to the side. They go up. What do I mean? They go up to the leadership. You got something negative happening in your business. It is not for you to go tell another teammate, oh, let me tell you how bad things are over here. Let me tell you about my bad experience with this sale, with this customer. With... No, that's BS. It goes up. Work it out with the leadership. Don't be a dud and go. That, that's not what a leader does, but that is a sign of a quitter. That is a sign of somebody that is on a low frequency. Don't criticize others. If you've got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. We all learned that when we were kids, didn't we? Number nine, and this is a big one. This probably should have been number one. Number nine, they do no personal growth. They entertain themselves. They put entertaining themselves as priority to educating themselves. Rich people educate themselves. Poor people entertain themselves. And quitters, they put entertaining themselves. They put fun before their goals, before their personal growth. They do no personal growth. One thing I always encourage people, you should read 10 pages of a good book a day, or you should watch or listen to 30 minutes of a good audio, whether it's a good podcast, an audio book, or something like that. These people do none of it. And I recommend you do it every single day. Imagine this. Imagine you read 10 pages of a good book every single day, and you take Saturdays and Sundays off, right? Let's just say, you know, 250 days a year. You do, read 10 pages a day, for 250 days out of the year. That's 2,500 pages in a year. 
that is the equivalent of about eight to 10 books on personal development on your specific industry. Do you, how much percentage higher will you be better by reading eight to 10 books on sales, on personal development, on leadership, on your specific industry? What if every book got you just 1% better and you were 10% better a year from now, 10% better a year from now, where would you be? Now, what if you compound that for the next decade? And 10%, that's a small amount. So personal development is one of the keys to people that are successful. Quitters do no personal development. Once again, they make the excuse of why they didn't do it. They make the excuse of why they can't do it. Oh, it's because I've got kids, but you got somebody else that has kids too. That person got more kids than you. Oh, it's because my husband, well, that person has a husband too. Oh, it's because of this, because no, 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 no. Listen, you either do or you remember, all excuses are equal. These people do no personal development. That's also why they have low self-esteem. That's also why they procrastinate. That's also why they don't understand. You got to get rid of some of these bum friends. Some of these bum friends, guess what? You got to get rid of them. They're doing you no good. What value are they bringing to your life? But they don't understand that. You know why? Because they do no personal growth. They don't watch stuff like this. They don't watch stuff like this. And finally, number 10. Their problems are bigger than them. See, a winner is bigger than his or her problems. Let me give you a rule of thumb on problems. If money or people can solve it, it's not a problem. It's a situation. If money or people can solve it, it's not a problem. It's a situation. These people drown in a cup of water. It's such a little thing. And they make a big deal. Oh, my God. It's as if they think that complaining about it and dwelling on it, it's going to somehow either make the problem go away or make it smaller. No, if anything, it makes it bigger, makes it worse. I, I'm telling you, and I said this earlier, if you got to handle it, it's a problem. You've got to handle it. Guess what? Forget the emotion. I know it's easier said than done, but if it's got to get done, get it done. I'll give an example. I, I go to the gym. I drop out my son to school. I go to the gym in the mornings and at, at, at my gym, at the UFC gym I work out at, there's a that, that, that cryo machine, right? Extremely cold. All of the hairs on my body are white. I get in there for two and a half to three minutes. I don't sit there and do all like, oh my God, let me think about it. Oh, let me build up the courage. No. First thing I do, I walk into the gym. I walk into the right, which is where it's at. I sign in. I say cryo, put it in two and a half minutes or three minutes. Let's, let's get it going. And I get in there and I take off my shirt Right? I go with no shirt. I got to put on gloves and, and, a, and a beanie and a mask. Right, And I make sure that the beanie covers my ears. And I just get in there. I put, I put my ear pods on. Right? And I, I'm listening to some good music that motivates me. And I find that when I'm breathing out, like, like let's say I'm talking. You know, I'm kind of breathing out when I'm talking. Right? So I'm singing the song out loud. When I, when I stop doing that, I get colder. As I'm ex- exhaling right, and breathing out, I don't feel the cold as much. And it's the first thing that I do. I got to get it out the way, the health benefits and all of these things. And I'm going to do it anyways. If I'm going to do it anyways, why complain? Why dwell? Why contemplate or procrastinate? It's funny that those things even rhyme, right? Um, Just get it done. And once I get it done, then boom, I go hit the gym. And I'm defrosting for like five minutes, by the way. Then I hit the gym and it, boom, I got it out the way. That's one of the hardest things I got to do for the day is get in that cryo machine. But I get it out the way fast. Same thing with problems. Okay, got it. This is unpleasant. I might ask, is there a way around this? Is there any way that we could avoid this? Whatever the case may be, can't. Done. Let me go and face it. 
Sometimes I got problems that are so big that the client may cancel and it might be a $10,000 commission. It is what it is. If they're going to cancel, they're going to cancel. Let me put the game plan together if I need to put a game plan together. Sometimes it's cut and dry. Most of the time it's cut and dry. Here's what needs to happen, Mr. Customer. That's where salesmanship comes in, right? That's where being persuasive comes in, which luckily I, 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 I'm very good at those two things. And I go out there and do it. But listen, if let's say a sale falls through and I miss out on 10, 20,000 bucks, that 10, 20,000 bucks was not for me. If I dwell on that $10,000, $20,000 that I lost, it's going to affect the next $10,000, $20,000 that I'm going to make next day. Does that make sense? So my point is, get your act together and be bigger than your problems. But the quitters, they're smaller than their problems. In other words, they drown in a cup of water. Anyways, that's the 10 attributes of a quitter. Don't be a quitter, right? Like the movie uh, Pain and Gain, I think it is, with Mark Wahlberg and uh, The Rock. It's funny. that There's a very funny scene. Uh, the guy says, you're either a doer or you're a donter. It's obviously a very funny thing, right? It's, it's very silly. He says, you're either a doer or you're a donter. Don't be a donter, right? Be a doer. Don't be a donter, right? Anyways, I thought that was kind of funny. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this video of the Driven Not Given podcast. And hey, listen, show me some love, man. Like this video. Comment it. Share it with your friends. Tell me some other attributes of quitters that you, that I may have missed. Put them in the comments. And with that being said, I'll see you guys at the top or from the top. Take care.